Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Happy Hippie Homestead Podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Juba, helping you find happiness and joy on your homesteading journey. This is episode number 35, and it is Wednesday, October 12th, 2022. Today's topic is a little different, but kind of similar to things we've done before. So one of my most popular episodes has been the Journey to Zero Waste, where I kind of talk about what does going zero waste mean? Different ways you can reduce waste in your trash, reduce waste in your household, reduce your trash, as well as people on the extreme end and how they live with only making enough trash to put in a mason jar for a year or two. So super interesting stuff. And I figured something that could be fun and helpful is to come up with 22 quick tips or ways that you can reduce trash. And some of these I may have talked about already in that episode, but this should be a way more extensive list that I've got here. And that's all today is, is just a list of 22 things that you can do around your house to reduce your waste that you produce. I think this is important from a lot of perspectives. I think from an environmental perspective, it's important. I think from a permaculture perspective, it's important. I think from a homesteading perspective, it's important. A lot of times homesteads are out in maybe the county in rural areas. Now that does not mean it has to be, and it doesn't mean you have to have like 15 acres, but if you're out in the county, most of the time, at least where I live in North Carolina, you don't have trash pickup. So not only is it better for the environment for you to produce less trash, but it's easier on you to produce less trash because that's less you have to haul away. That's less you have to take to the dump and pay more money for. So reducing waste, I think, is really important across the board for everybody, no matter what it is you want to do, whether it's homesteading or not homesteading, permaculture or not permaculture, just the environment would appreciate everyone producing less waste. As Americans, I've mentioned many, 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 many times that we are a consumer mindset kind of people where it's just consume, 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 not really produce things, but just buy and consume and throw away and buy and consume and throw away. So we will dive right into these 22 things. Does that mean today's episode is going to be super short? No, because I'll expand on some of these 22 things for you. So the first thing that you can do to reduce your waste is to buy in bulk. And what do I mean? I mean a few things. This doesn't mean you have to go get a Sam's Club membership or Costco and buy everything in bulk. But if you think about it, instead of buying things in single-use packaging, you could buy a bigger container instead of 12 small containers throughout the year. So in theory, this will eventually reduce some of the waste you're producing. So the idea behind buying in bulk is no single-use products or no products that you know you're going to use up in the next week or two or month or whatever it may be. So the things you're buying in bulk, if they are without packaging, that makes them even better whatever that looks like. So I'm thinking for this one specifically, your produce. If you're buying produce, if you can buy it without packaging, even better. I'll get kind of further into that, I think, as we go. But what I also mean by buying in bulk is there are, I think, a lot of stores out there 
that allow you to buy nuts and beans and sometimes spices and seasonings in bulk instead of those silly little plastic containers with all your spices switch to glass jars you can buy them on amazon glass spice jars for pretty cheap bring that to the store with you if you're running out of cumin or curry or whatever it is that you use bring the little glass jar they can weigh it for you so you know how much weight it is then you go put however much spice you want in there and they can weigh it again at the end and you only are paying for what you're buying and you're using you're not producing any waste that way so that's one of the things i mean by buying in bulk so i personally try to buy all my spices and nuts and things like that in bulk when i can it's not always possible or sometimes I'll forget my glass jars at home and I have to use one of their plastic jars or bags or sometimes instead what I'll do is I'll buy a container of the spice but I'll make sure it's a glass jar that I can then reuse again for a different spice later. So there's a lot of different ways that buy a lot of different ways buying in bulk can be for you instead of buying a small bag of walnuts. If you know you're going to get into baking here for the Christmas season, buy a bigger bag of walnuts and save some of that plastic. This way you're not producing it as trash. <coughs> Sorry. Uh, you can also, I kind of mentioned before, you can bring your own containers. Bring your own containers to buy your bulk items. So this is item number two here you can do to reduce the trash you are producing. You can also, when I say bring your own containers, I don't just mean when you go shopping, but when you go to a work function, maybe you'd have a Christmas party coming up and there's going to be leftovers you might be able to bring home, bring your own container. So this way everyone's not throwing all their stuff into plastic bags that you bring home and throw away later. Bring some kind of container, bring a reusable bag, which I'll get to all that as we go. But I want you to think, what can I bring my own container to, to save waste in the long run? You can also, another great idea is number three here, bring your own place setting. This sounds weird, sounds a little crazy. So there's a group that I'm part of, they're called Moving to Conservers, and they do potlucks on a regular basis. They're based out of a business, so the business that they are this like non, I'm not going to say nonprofit, but this group moving to conservers meets at a local small business. And this local small business is a beer store, essentially. They've got beer you can buy and buy the bottle or can, but they also have it on tap that you can get a draft from. But they, at that store, that location, that small business, they do not have glasses. They don't provide glasses to you. You bring your own. So they offer potlucks on a regular basis twice a week. And anyone that goes to the potluck knows bring your own place setting. So when I go once a month moving to conservers hosts a potluck, I go to that one and I bring my own place setting. I bring fork, a butter knife, and a plate of some sort. And I think it's an amazing concept. So instead of 
all the plastic and paper products that might come from things like this. I think it's super awesome that they don't offer it because they're not a restaurant. So with them doing potlucks, they most likely, if they didn't have this policy in place where you bring your own place setting, they most likely would have paper products or plastic products of some sort somewhere to help people. Now, granted, they do have extra place settings available in case you forget yours, but I think it's a really cool concept and just makes you think, sure, in the beginning, when you go to your company work function, wherever it is you might be going and you know it's going to be on paper plates and paper napkins with the plastic wear, sure, you might be the weirdo bringing your own place setting at first, but when you explain it to people, maybe this can be a trend that will catch on. What if half the people at your work did it? How much waste would that save? What if you got your whole family instead of when you have big family cookouts and barbecues of providing paper plates and product plastic products as well? What if everybody just brought their own dish? How much easier would that be on the person planning the party? How much easier would that be cost-wise as well? You don't have to think about, well, how many people are going to be here? Is everyone going to reuse their plate? Or do I need to buy extra plates for people that might throw their plate away and go back and get seconds and get a new plate? So it's a multifaceted thing. When you think about the place settings, it does so much. It can do so much. Even just you by yourself doing it, you don't have to make it a trend. You don't have to make it a thing where your whole family does it. But what if? What if this caught on? I will say that where this small business is located with this group moving to conservers that works with the small business, this movement of bringing your own place setting has caught on. It may sound strange and weird, it's caught on. There are other local small businesses that would host fundraisers and things like that where they would have the plastic and the paper and styrofoam, whatever else. They don't do that anymore. This is a movement that has caught on in this small area. And I think it's something that we can get to catch on in other places if people know about it. Me personally, I never would have thought to bring my own place setting somewhere until I read it on their description for the potluck I was going to. Bring your own place setting. I was like, oh, this is different. Let me try it. And I tried it. I love it. And everyone's there. And so what you do after, of course, your plate's kind of dirty, so you can have a reusable bag you put your plate into with your silverware. They also have a compost bin that you can scrape your extras maybe that you aren't going to eat into that compost bin, which I think is really awesome as well. So that's my little side note. You can bring your own place setting. And so thinking ahead, spiraling onto that, I love to order takeout and to-go food from restaurants that's something from COVID that's come about that I really appreciate and I still take advantage of so I couldn't tell you the last time I actually sat down at a restaurant to eat especially by myself I, I would rather just pick up takeout to go and I make sure I ask or sometimes the website has a spot where I could check a box where I don't take the plastic wear I choose not to I make sure I tell them please do not give me any plastic wear. I do not want or need it 
And I think that's a really great thing as well, because how many times do they just throw it in your bag and you don't say anything and you bring the bag home? You're like, oh, what am I going to do with this? Just throw it in the trash at some point. So that I think is a part of bring your own place setting is asking places to not give you the place settings because, hey, I brought my own. And who knows how far this can catch on to. So I'm really excited for it because I know I'm going to have, I think, a Christmas work party and maybe a few other things. I am 100% going to be the only one bringing my own place setting. People are going to look at me like I'm crazy, but I'm going to gladly tell everybody where I got the idea from and why I'm doing it, why it's important to me. So I think that is cool and something you can do as well because fuck what everybody else is doing. If it's something you're passionate about, something you really care about, something that matters to you and makes sense, you do you. So another thing you can do is bring your own reusable bags places. And I know there are certain states now that actually require the reusable bags. They don't offer plastic bags anymore. I think that is amazing and I wish every state could get on board with that I think maybe eventually we'll see that but I don't know I think the reusable bags are amazing for multiple reasons I think they're great because they produce no waste sure you could opt to do paper bags instead of plastic bags I know if I go to a store and they have if I go to a store and forget my reusable bags. Sometimes I'll bring the groceries in my house, unload them, put the bags by the door to take them to my car, and I forget to take them back to the car. So if I do that, I try to pick paper over plastic. And if it's possible, I try to tell them no bag at all and just go bag lists all together and carry out whatever I need, which isn't always possible. So the plastic bags are some of the worst plastics that we can produce and use because they literally cannot be recycled or reused for anything. They are literally just trash. So I try to use reusable bags when I can. And when I say reusable bags, I've got some homemade ones that are amazing. You can buy them from the store as well, which I know is consumerism, but whatever you need to do to get these reusable bags they're not that expensive upfront wise costs and in the long run think about how much you're saving the environment sure the plastic bags are free but think about how horrible that is for the environment if every time you go grocery shopping you bring home at least five of those plastic bags and you go grocery shopping one time a week times 52 weeks you get where i'm going with this and if you live on average of 72 years 52 times five we're talking 260 bags a year just of trash like they can't be reused for anything you can maybe reuse it in your house a few times but otherwise eventually they're just going to literally be trash So that's at least 260 bags a year you're taking. And let's say you don't grocery shop for the first little bit of your life because you're a kid, but let's say you grocery shop for at least 60 years. That is over 15,000 plastic bags that you alone are taking and just throwing in the trash at some point. That's a lot. Times that by how many millions of people? 
are in the United States, if everyone produces at a minimum of 15,000 bags in their lifetime, that's crazy. Where do we have room to store 15,000 bags per person? Please tell me. You don't want 15,000 bags in your house. I can't even fathom what 15,000 bags looks like. And that's if you only take five bags a week. I know sometimes when you go grocery shopping and there's the baggers that are bagging your stuff and they put one item per bag and they put it in two bags. So I know five is a small amount of plastic bags. Sometimes you could wind up with 30 bags a week. So just think about 15,000 bags just that go in the trash where there's no room for that. Where are these plastic bags going? In the ground, which doesn't make any sense because they don't belong in the ground, but that's what essentially a dump is. We're putting it in the ground and covering it up. Or some of these bags wind up in the ocean, places where they just shouldn't, they don't belong. So reusable bags are amazing. You can also do reusable produce bags, which I have as well. I've got, they're like a mesh cotton reusable produce bag. So if something leaks or spills on them, I can wash them, which is amazing. So I've got those in with my reusable bags. I will say the couple of trips to the store where I forget my reusable bags because it happens. I will try my hardest not to put my produce in a bag if I can help it. Now, something like loose Brussels sprouts, if I forget my bags at home, I'm going to have to use the plastic bag as much as I hate it. But something like my two zucchinis, I'm not putting those in a bag if I forgot my reusable bags at home. So just something to think about and be cautious of. So even if it's not you're buying reusable produce bags, maybe just think about how can I use less of those plastic produce bags? Because the plastic produce bags, I don't think I know of anybody that actually reuses those. To me, those wind up literally just being trash. The regular plastic shopping bags, you can maybe reuse, but the produce plastic bags... I would love to know if you actually reuse them and what you do with them. So we are only on one, two, three, four, number four. So we're gonna kind of speed this up here. We are not gonna get through all 22 in a reasonable time. So number five is ditching paper towels and paper napkins with cloth, paper towels and napkins. Yes, they exist. Yes, there's some crazy messes. Sometimes you have to clean up with the cloth paper towels, but guess what? You put it in the wash machine, run the wash machine, and you forget all about it. And then you put them in the dryer or you let them air dry, whatever it is you want to do with them. I think that's amazing. I switched to, I switched away from paper products. So this also applies to paper plates too. I switched away from paper products a long time ago. So the only paper products you'll find in my house at the moment are tissues and um, toilet paper, which I would love at some point to do away with both of those as well. My issue with these tissues is I don't use them very often. I only use them when I get really sick. And when I get really sick, I go through a lot of tissues so I'm unsure how many like handkerchiefs I would need to have to make up for that. So I haven't quite done that yet, but I'm definitely going to. 
So you can also ditch or reuse other single use items like aluminum foil, um, plastic wrap, parchment paper, all of these kind of fall into here. My question for you is, do you really need it? Whatever it is, you're just automatically reaching for, whether it's parchment paper, plastic wrap, aluminum foil, you're pulling it out. Do you really need that? Or can you use something else? Can you use cooking spray? Can you use something instead? Maybe let everything dry, or not dry, uh, cool off and put it in a container instead of just covering it with tin foil or plastic wrap, whatever it may be. You can, I will say aluminum foil, you can reuse it, which I know I do. I do have a thing of aluminum foil and if I do need it for something, I make sure I reuse it quite a few times before I just toss it in the trash. What I will say here, cause we were talking about like plastic wrap, parchment paper, something I didn't have on this list, which is shocking. So this is number, we've got 23 items now. Um, another item you can do is switch your plastic baggies for um, the reusable plastic baggies. They make reusable plastic baggies of all different shapes and sizes. Some of them are dishwasher safe. Some of them are freezer safe. Some of them are all these things. So whatever priority is for you, you can find it. It's out there. And I will say these baggies are not super cheap up front, but what I slowly did was I slowly transitioned my stuff. So I knew I used a lot of like snack baggies and quart baggies. So that's what I started replacing first. And instead of buying like seven packs of snack baggies, I just bought one to see if that was enough for me and what I needed. And sure enough, it was because it turned out not everything I was putting in a baggie needed to go in a baggie, things I could maybe put in a container instead. So ditch the plastic baggies that are you can reuse them. I know as I was transitioning my gallon baggies, I used those the least. And the gallon baggies I did transition recently to reusable gallon baggies that are freezer safe. Um, I think they're dishwasher safe, but I don't have a dishwasher, so that's not a priority for me. So as I was transitioning the gallon baggies, I was definitely reusing the plastic single-use ones that most people use once and throw away, I was definitely washing them out and drying them and reusing it again as I transitioned to the gallon baggies. So when I say they're expensive, they're not crazy expensive. They're not a hundred dollars a pack, you know, I mean, maybe if you buy a humongous bulk pack, they are, but you can get three, four, five, six baggies per pack and maybe spend between eight and 20 bucks per pack. So nothing too expensive, but when you compare that to the single-use plastic baggies, it is more expensive. But you have to think about how much you're going to save in the long run by not buying these plastic baggies. So that's something here with everything I just mentioned, paper towels, paper plates, paper napkins, aluminum foil, parchment paper, um, plastic wrap. Now we're talking about plastic baggies. All of that stuff is not free. All of that stuff is costing you money. And it would probably be sickening if you use all of those to add up every year how much you're spending. You could probably take that same amount of money. Maybe you spend $100 a year 
between paper towels, paper napkins, paper plates, plasticware, um, aluminum foil, parchment paper, plastic wrap, and baggies. It is not unrealistic to spend $100 on all that a year as a traditional American consumer. What if you took that $100 a year, whatever you're spending, and invested it in actual cloth paper towels? Well, not paper towels, cloth towels. You invested in cloth napkins. You then invested in cloth, um, where are we? Not cloth baggies, um, the reusable baggies. You invested in like the silicone baking mats instead. And those investments are going to last you years. So something to think about there, it saves you money in the long run, maybe not up front, but all these reusable items that you can use. You can also do reusable water bottles. I know I've got one. It's a half gallon. I also have a full gallon one as well. I bring my half gallon one around with me everywhere. So I don't buy bottles of water. I just, to me, it's super wasteful to buy bottles of water. If you're worried about the quality of the water coming out of your tap, invest in a filter. I've got a really nice filtration system. I did a whole episode on water where I talked about the Berkey water filtration system. If you're interested and didn't hear that episode, Berkey is B-E-R-K-E-Y, look them up and it kind of speaks for itself. I will never go back to drinking regular tap water. I've actually considered getting multiple Berkeys because I've got my big one that holds four and a half gallons but I've been tempted to get myself a smaller travel sized one so I can always have that fresh filtered water when I'm traveling. So I love the Berkey water filter. I put that in my aluminum, I think it's aluminum or stainless steel um, water half gallon water bottle that I have. I want you to think about the same thing with your coffee mugs. If you're one of those people that goes to Starbucks or wherever you get your coffee from, you could tell I'm not a coffee drinker. Dunkin' Donuts is the other one I was thinking of. Instead of getting to-go cups constantly, do coffee in a re reusable coffee mug. That will save a bunch of waste as well. Something else you can do here Another tip to reduce your waste is to ditch Q-tips. I know some people might freak out at this. I personally have some Q-tips in my house for people that may come over and want them or if I have an emergency and really, really need them, I do have them. But I don't use Q-tips on a daily. Don't do it. Um, some people use Q-tips to clean their ears out. Did you know you could clean your ears with cloth instead. You don't need a Q-tip. In all honesty, it may not be the best thing for your ear to be sticking something way down inside of there to pull all the earwax out. May not be the best. I'm all for cleaning your ears, but shoving a foreign object all the way in there to clean out earwax, which is meant to be in there, maybe isn't the greatest. So something to think about. Using cloth instead, it won't get all the way in there, <coughs> and you can re- use that cloth you can wash it and use it again another thing you could do to reuse not reuse reduce your waste is using bar soaps and shampoos because you are no longer using those plastic containers that 
you can recycle them, but I've talked about how our recycling system does not recycle a majority of the items that go into recycling. So that's something to think about as well. And a lot of the time, not all the time, but a lot of the time, your bar soaps and shampoos are more natural. They're better for you in general, and they're better for the environment. And sometimes they're cheaper as well than the big ones that come in a pump. You can also make your own cleaning products and reuse the spray bottle. So I think this one's really cool. I've kind of gone back and forth on making my own cleaning products. I've done it before. Didn't love it so much. I think I maybe just didn't have the right recipe for me because the cleaning product, the cleaning solutions I was finding were very vinegar based and they tell you to add like essential oils or lemon juice or all these other things to try to make it smell different but I still found that it smelled really vinegary and that is not a to me vinegar is not a clean scent like that's not a fresh clean scent so I kind of stopped making my own cleaner I'm not gonna lie but this is something I am willing to try again so I've got one thing left of cleaner in my house. It is a natural cleaner, don't get me wrong. So I've got one thing left of cleaner in the house. Once it's gone, I am no longer buying cleaner. I'm going to figure out making my own cleaner. I'm doing the same thing to myself. I've transitioned to bar soap a long time ago for like my body wash. And I kind of went back and forth with the shampoo bars as well. When I first tried shampoo bars, I loved them but there weren't any by me that I could buy. I would have to, I live in North Carolina and I would, when I went home to New Jersey, there was this awesome place that did shampoo bars. So I'd buy some there, but I didn't have any locally that I could buy from where I lived. So I would go back to using traditional shampoo and conditioner. Well, once I'm done with the two that I have, a shampoo and a conditioner, when they're out, I'm done. I'm not buying anymore. I'm making myself figure out a shampoo bar. So that's an idea as well, because I would hate for you to get so excited about bar soap and bar shampoo and reusable plastic baggies that you just throw away everything you have in your house without finishing it. Now, granted, if you have thousands of plastic baggies in your house and you want to switch to reusable, you could probably sell the plastic ones at a garage sale or on Facebook Marketplace or donate them. So there's like a fine line, I think. But for me, I've got a little bit left of what I have. And when it's gone is when I'm going to start the transition to something else. So something you can do too: make your own cleaning products. When I figured this out, a good cleaning solution you can make for yourself at home that is natural and that does not smell overly vinegary, I will make sure I share that because I think it would be amazing to have that on hand. Something else you could do to reduce your waste is opt for emailed receipts or no receipt at all. I know when I go to some stores, not every store has this option, but there are a lot of stores that offer an emailed receipt instead or no receipt. And I make sure I take advantage of that when I'm there. Specifically, it's so like when I'm grocery shopping, 
if something, if a store offers me no receipts, most of the time I say, yeah, I don't want a receipt because I'm not really going to return the grocery products. Now, if I'm buying something from like Lowe's, oh, I absolutely want a receipt in case I do have issues with it. So I'll make sure I get that emailed to my email address. Something else you can do is say no to free stuff. And I know everybody loves free stuff. And I think there's a difference between the free stuff you're actually going to use and free stuff that's just going to get thrown in the trash anyway. So when I say free stuff you're actually going to use, I mean like if you go to a store and they're offering a free sample of a bar of soap that you love the smell of, absolutely take that free sample. Or if it's a free sample of some food that you really want to eat or try, please take the free sample. But it's the free stuff when you go around to all of these you know, sometimes at like county fairs, they've got all these vendors that offer free stuff. They offer the free pens and the free stress balls and the free little pads of paper and the free this and that with their company name and logo on it. I want you to think, do I need this and what's going to happen to it after I take it? That's a good question. And sometimes the free stuff comes in these free plastic bags. Maybe not the best either. Now, I love a free pen. Do not get me wrong. I'm sure I could use reusable pens that I could refill myself, but I'm not that level yet. I feel like I have other areas I can improve on before I go down the rabbit hole of pens. So I'm not going to get too much on the pens here, but I will absolutely take free pens. Now, free, there's other free things though that I won't even bother grabbing because I know it it will just get thrown away. I will totally throw it away. So we're moving on to something completely different here on this list to help you reduce waste. So this is for the ladies out there. I want you to think about your menstrual products that you use, whatever your choice is. And guys, bear with me here. I'm not going to go into like gross stuff that you don't want to hear about. But I want you to think about whatever it is you use, tampons and pads, did you know that you can use something called a period cup instead? A period cup, they come in all different shapes and sizes, and you can look up which one's the best for you. There's tests you can take. Um, not, They're like just quizzes online. You don't have to do anything weird for these tests to see which shape and size you should have. Um, I personally use a period cup. I've been using it for years. Does this mean I do not have pads and tampons in my house? No. I still do have a very small collection of them in the house for an emergency, number one, or number two, if I have guests over that maybe need something, I at least have it there to offer them. So that's why I choose to have some of them still in my house, but I use a period cup for everything else that I'm doing. I'm not going to go into how to put it in, how to take it out. You might think it's really nasty to do a period cup, but I will challenge you in saying that anything you do related to your period is nasty. When you really start to think about it, having a pad, I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole here, but having a pad is nasty. A tampon, that string poses a logistical issue when you go to the bathroom, that's nasty. So a period cup is not, to me personally, any more gross than your other alternatives. 
if anything, it's a little bit healthier for you. Like tampons, if you didn't know, can cause TSS, which is toxic shock syndrome, if they're left in for too long. Your period cups don't do that. So something to think about. It's a way to reduce a lot of waste because women, as women, most of the time, depending on what you're using, you could be on some things that don't give you a period and that might be good for you and what how you want to live your life but most of us will get a period for at least a few days at least once a month maybe and it's gonna last for years for a huge chunk of your adult life you're gonna be getting this so think about all the waste you're producing when you get this so we're moving on now to the next thing. Something else you could do to reduce your waste is stop buying newspapers and magazines. And I know it sounds like I'm anti-newspapers and magazines when I say that. But what I mean when I say that is get the digital version instead. Because honestly, what do you do with a magazine or a newspaper after you read it? Maybe you recycle them. Maybe you don't. Maybe you just throw them in the trash. But I've gone over that recycling is not what you think it is. So what really is happening to your newspapers and magazines? Maybe you use them for some crafts. That would be cool. But most of the time, they're going to wind up in the trash one way or another. So go digital for that stuff, kind of like your receipts. You could also make a lot of your food from scratch. I think that's an amazing thing to do. I do a lot of cooking from scratch. It actually saves a lot of waste because you're buying your items in bulk. You're not usually buying a single use item to make something from scratch. And then it also opens up the door. So if you're making granola bars from scratch, instead of buying a box of granola bars that are individually wrapped granola bars, you're now saving that box and like five or six wrappers that are just winding up in the garbage can because you chose to make your granola bars at home. So that's one of the benefits of cooking from scratch is reducing waste. Not only that though, is it's better for you because you're in control of the ingredients. You get to say what goes into your granola bars. You don't get to read the back and go, what the hell does this ingredient mean? No, because you have control. All right, I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven more to go. We're going to speed it up here. You can can. I've hit canning a few times up and down the board. It saves a lot. It reduces a lot of waste that you produce when you can your own food. Instead of having a whole can that's going in the recycling or might get thrown away at some point, you now have a glass jar that's being reused and a a ring that's being reused and sometimes a lid that also gets reused. You can buy your produce without packaging. Choose to go to a store that doesn't package all of the produce. You can also grow your own food that produces way less, that is way better for the environment when you make the choice to grow food instead of a big patch of grass so much better for the environment for so many reasons the bees love it it's helping sequester a lot of carbon it's all across the board you're eating healthier food you're eating fresh picked food that wasn't picked two weeks ago that you're just now buying that you're cooking with so buy your own, grow your own food 
or if you have to buy it, buy your produce without packaging. You can also use cloth diapers, which I know might be controversial. I personally do not have kids. At the moment, I will start with that. But when I choose to have kids, I 100% am using cloth diapers. Like 100%, no one's talking me out of it. I don't care what you have to say about it. I'm going to use cloth diapers because this is something that's important to me. Because think of the amount of waste you produce throwing away diapers per kid. That's a lot. You can also repurpose some of what you're bringing in that might traditionally be thought of as trash or recycling. So like I'm repurposing my glass con containers from like spaghetti sauce, things like that. I'm using them in my pantry instead so I can free up some of my canning jars for canning purposes. You can also use as a way to reduce waste. Think about the floss, if you floss. Did you know they make compostable floss? So not this plastic garbage that we are given every six months when you go to the dentist. You can buy natural floss that can be composted, made from natural materials. So I will preface with, I don't have this yet, but when I use the floss that's currently in my house, you better believe I'm going to buy the compostable floss and put it in my compost. You can also make your own toothpaste, which I know may sound controversial as well. And I will preface with, I have not made my own toothpaste yet, but I'm following that same philosophy as I do with other things where once I use up what I have in the house, I'm making the switch and never looking back. Uh, so this one's even more controversial here. Um, so instead of toilet paper, you could use a bidet. I'm not going to go into what that does or the logistics or how that's better for the environment. I have not made that switch. I, at the moment, I'm not going to make that switch yet. I think I have a lot of other things here on the list that I want to switch to, like making my own cleaner and using bar shampoos and maybe some type of conditioner that's a bar, compostable floss when I get there, making my own toothpaste when I get there. So I think out of this list, there's got to be at least one thing that you're willing to do or change to help reduce the waste that you're producing, whether that's getting some reusable produce bags, or maybe it's using a bar of soap instead of body wash. Maybe it's a reusable water bottle instead of buying bottles of water. Maybe you're ready to ditch paper products once and for all. No more paper towels or paper plates in your house. So wherever you are on this journey of switching, this journey of producing less waste, I'll say that I am here for it. I support you. There is no right or wrong way to do it. Maybe there are some things on this list that you want to change, like the paper products and maybe plastic bags. Maybe those are two things you really, really want to change, but you never want to use a period cup and you never want to can your own food. That's okay. But I will caution, for me anyway, this has been a little bit of like a slippery slope where I do one or two things. I'm like, oh, that's it. That's as far as I'm going to go down this journey. 
And then next thing you know, I'm like, I want to do this and this and this and this and this, because you think of more things and you read and hear about more things. So that's what's amazing is you can do from this list what you want or need to do, but you don't have to do anything. But just start to be cautious and think about some of the decisions that you make for you and your family. What is that doing? Number one, physically for you and your family. And number two, what is that doing to the environment? These decisions, decisions that you're making. And I want you to think how the decisions you're making today are impacting your kids or grandkids or nieces, nephews, whoever it might be. The decisions that you are making is impacting what they're going to do as adults. So if you buy a bunch of single-use products, a bunch of plastic bags, a bunch of paper products, they're going to follow suits, at least in the beginning. And I also want you to think about if you throw away at least 15,000 plastic bags in your lifetime, how many are they going to throw away? and their kids, and their kids, and then we're really going to have a problem with where do you put all those bags. So just some thoughts to think about. I think we've gone for a long time today. (laughs) So stay tuned for more amazing content. We've got another episode coming up on Friday. Uh, Feel free to like us on Facebook or follow us on Instagram, and we will catch you next time.